Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn is behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. As we watch Andy Reid become the goat in front of our eyes, another Super Bowl trip. Five, four out of the last five years, six straight title games. I mean, it's just remarkable what he and Patrick Mahomes have done together. Are you ready to acknowledge it? Andy's becoming the goat here. If he coaches about five or six more years, he could overtake Shula, not Bill Belichick. Speaking of Bill, it sounds like he's not getting a job. We touched on this last week when Raheem Morris got the Falcons job. So there's only two openings, the Commanders and the Seahawks. And if I had to guess, I think the two losing coaching staffs yesterday will supply them those coaches. Probably Ben Johnson to Washington, maybe Mike McDonald to Seattle. That so sounds about right. No Belichick. Why? What's going on? Ryan Clark, ESPN. Here's his take on Belichick getting shut out. Ain't nobody going to be kicking their spouse out of bed because Bill Belichick in these streets. I told y'all the streets was not going to be hot for Bill Belichick. We saw what it was without Tom Brady. Danny Amendola saying that we worked for Bill, but we played for Tom isn't a glowing endorsement of how the Patriot way can work when Tom Brady isn't your quarterback. Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien to some extent in Houston. We've seen all of these people leave and nobody's successful. So now all of a sudden we want to go back to that. And does any of us think that when you sit and have a meeting with Bill Belichick, you are wowed by his personality and his ability to connect? So if it's just not that you're worried about history or that you're worried about resume or that your trophy case watching, he ain't the dude. No, I, you know what's funny? When I initially heard Ryan do that, like like when we were talking about mm-hmm. it, it kind of threw me off a little bit because I was like, "Wow, why would Ryan say that?" Because to me, one of a coach's coach is he is the absolute most important guy that you have on the squad. He's the teacher, he's the mentor, and all that other stuff. And I look at Bill Belichick, and as a guy who, when you talk about him and what he's been, and people talk about how you know he was nobody without Tom Brady, I don't understand that. But listening to him speak on it now, I kind of get that. I still think that. If there's no Bill Belichick, there's no Tom Brady. I don't think that you can diminish what Bill Belichick was to Tom Brady and the position that he put him in to be successful. I do not subscribe to that, but I do understand where he's coming from. Because like we've talked about for weeks, Joe, you have to be able to connect with these players and you have to figure out their why. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say that when you talk about Coach Belichick's coaching tree, that is a valid point. Nobody from his coaching tree has had success anywhere else but in New England. The opposite of that's Reed. A fa- that's a fact. Yeah. So there's there's some validity to what they're saying about him and, you know, as far as the guys that have come from from his loins, if you will. Uh, but the thing that jumped out to me is, is, and he's right, the fact that Coach Belichick, could you imagine going into office and saying, Coach, what you going to do? Well, I'm going to run the ball. Play solid defense. Play solid defense. Like, that's not a – charismatic coach that you want for your team. And that's not anybody that I feel would get the, get the fan base excited. A lot of friends, you know, came from Atlanta. A lot of friends down there. Nobody, when this was about to happen and he went for his second interview, there was nobody that I heard from that was excited about the second interview. Nobody. Because they, they looked at him as a guy that's been up north for a while and his just the way Atlanta is – and what he was potentially bringing to the table, I don't think that energy matched one another. The fact that Raheem Morris is there now, people are excited about that. So I get that. 
the way the coaching style of Coach Belichick to me, and and I was there with him, is the Bill Parcells style, mm. and that that coaching style has fell by the wayside. So the other part of this that is really is interesting is he's he's not going to coach this year. It all it plays into opening the door for Andy Reid, and you know the story as this cycle began was Belichick's going to get one more job. Atlanta seemed to be the the most the team that was after him the hardest. He's going to go break the record. He's going to break Don Shula's record for whoever the Falcons. Now that he's not coaching, it, it adds to the element of Andy's very successful right now. Andy has evolved. Andy has all these coordinators that are great around the league that become head coaches. And Andy's now the one that you could see the pathway to breaking Shula's record. Like, will Andy ever have as many rings as Belichick? Probably not. He'd have to reel off, you know, basically win the Super Bowl every year or almost for the next five years. That That's probably not going to happen. But when you add up playoff wins, Andy probably surpasses Belichick by next year. When you add up total wins, he could pass him within the next five years. The, the pathway is there for Andy to become the greatest coach of all time by, by almost every measure. 215-592-9494. Tell you, hop aboard. All right, let's get back to the phone lines here. We have Lou in Philadelphia. Hey, Lou. Hey, Joe. Hey, Hugh. How y'all doing? Hey, What's going Lou? on? Lou? What's up, pal? Uh, I want to say my bad to Kyle. Call him Dan this morning. My apologies. Dan. Uh, when I called, when I checked in on the radio, I heard Hugh talking about he's looking about running his first marathon this year or five. Oh man, I, yeah, I'm, I might do me a five. Well, I, this this won't be my first one. This will be the first one that I'm gonna probably run with these new knees I got though. Hugh Douglas is up and running. No, I think it should be a marathon. I think we no, should push no, him Joe, to do the do whole that. marathon. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I got I got something that might intrigue you a little bit more. You tried out? Have you heard of Spartan races? No, I, I, no, I've heard of them, but no, I'm what, not doing what, that. What are they? I don't, I, Lou, I don't know about man, these. Man, they got you running through obstacle courses, jumping through mud and crawling. Man, no. Come no. on, man. man I, 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 listen, hey, I listen, get the man. same agenda the rest I used to get for playing football. No, I, I get it. Hey, hey, listen, Lou, I'm, I'm, I respect what you do. I'm, I'm 52 damn years old, man, about to be 53. I'm not trying to do all that. I just want to look good so when I go down to Clearwater in a couple <laughs> weeks, I'm going to take this shirt off for these women that are hanging out at the beach, <laughs> and it's going to be like, yeah, they're going to be like, hold up. Hold up, Silver I, I, Fox. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I'm running my first marathon, so if you would there. I'm, oh, no, wow, I'll run a marathon because I can pick my own pace that I want to run at. I'm going to run at the old You got to run, pace. though, not walk. No, I'm going to do the old pace. Yeah, Lou, that, that's awesome. Uh, good luck. I did a half marathon, uh, two of them, uh, about 10 years ago. So uh, half is challenging. I can only imagine how challenging a whole one is. Yeah, that's what I'm going to start yeah, with. This I did my first half in 22. I finished in my hour. My goal was two hours. I finished in two hours and four minutes, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right I, I think I was like 205, so we were pretty close. So good luck, man. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, as far as the Andy Reid talk, I think he's on his way to being a GOAT. I just hate it that it's happening with Kansas City. I don't think you're the only one, Lou, that feels that way. I mean, like it, it's tough to not acknowledge what he's doing, his his numbers, the wins, and all that. But it's like he was here, and and for and for a lot of reasons, I'm sure, not just one. He couldn't he couldn't get to that level here. He was tremendous here, but not not like what he is now. Yeah, that, yeah, it just sucks to see it happening with another team. As far as the hires, um, I didn't like Big Banjo at first. I wanted Ron Rivera, but I think it's gonna work out good with our our defensive schematics and stuff like that. And I think uh, Keller Moore help out Sirianni uh, with his schemes and the adjustments and doing the things that he needs to do for the team to make the team pop, the offense pop again. Because offenses are better as our new defense nowadays. Well, you look look at yesterday, Lou, and a good phone call, man, and good luck with the race. I mean, that's the 49ers, right? Their, their defense didn't play well yesterday. I mean, it didn't. Their, their offense won them that game. Late in the game, they just scored and scored and scored. And even in the end, when they're up three, they go down and get another touchdown to go up 10 and finish that game. And it, it is an offensive league. It's funny, the Chiefs in this game on the Super Bowl, they're the more of the defensive team. 
the offensive team is the 49ers in this game. Yeah, it was it was uh that defense a couple times they looked like they were on the ropes though. The Niners? Yeah. They, looked, they were on the ropes. They looked almost and they dead. Looked, yeah. And boy boy when they came on though, they came on those back to back sacks. You can't like the one thing you cannot do in a playoff game. Especially when the momentum switches like that, is take a sack. And for you to take back to back, man, good googly. I thought both Lamar and Goff yesterday took sacks that hurt hurt them. Like it just felt like the game twisted right there. Especially Lamar. I mean, Lamar, for as fast as he is, he almost runs into sacks sometimes. John's at Barrington. What's up, John? How you doing? What's up, John? He's the GOAT. He's fantastic. Doesn't matter what people say. The guy is a modern-day Bill Walsh. The guy's teams are just well-coached all the time. You could just see there was a completely different completely different mindset on, on Baltimore and San Francisco, and, and not San Francisco, and Baltimore. The guy is just fantastic. And, John, the one part about, to go to your point about the mentality, I thought when times got tough or tight, the Ravens players unraveled. Lamar unraveled, right. uh, t- Flowers, and he's a rookie, so I'll cut him some slack, but he unraveled. And even their defensive players getting late hits. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, you, you could right. almost see Kelsey was baiting them into those penalties. Yep. And then the other thing, too, is he had to go here. You know, a good friend of mine actually made a good point about this because he wanted to go. There was a point where he had some really tough things happen in his personal life. He needed another start. He needed a, a different a different start himself. I mean, he was looking for something different. And the other thing is he just wanted to coach. He didn't want to do the general managing anymore. And that really wasn't going to work here because he was already the general manager here. He was already making Yeah, there was a there was there yeah. was clearly a power shift in the making. Right. Know, so and, what would have happened if he would have ended up they would have ended up Reducing his role, they would have made it sound like he was on the hot seat. It just didn't work after that. Yeah, and, and, and it was great. And to be honest, if if Coach Reed is here, we have no Howie Roseman. Like right. to be honest, we I mean, so everything worked out. You know, we we got our Super Bowl finally, and Coach right. Reed got his quarterback, and he's the got, he's had his success. The reason, yeah, the reason people get upset though because they, they hate the success. To be honest with. The, well, that and, and they and and they also they were very there were a lot of people who were very unfair to Coach Reed. I mean, to the point they gave him the name Walrus. They still make fun of his press conferences, and then you have to eat that now, and you just don't look. You look like you're wrong. Yeah, it, it's a goalpost move, John. I mean, there there were people here who said he wasn't a good coach. I mean, at the end, that's what people were saying, and now we're having a conversation about him as the greatest that, that, coach of all time. It's He's, he's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, I think, John, you're right. I, I think part of it is people are petty. Yeah, and, and they were wrong. Like, it, it's okay. There's two things here. Like, was it time to change? Did everyone need a fresh start? Yes. Okay, that's that's fine. But there were also some people who blamed Reed for everything and said he would never win. He wasn't a championship coach. And it sometimes, like, we look, we all have bad takes. All of us. I, I, I do it all the time. I say something, and I think something, and it goes totally opposite way. But if you believed Reed was the problem or a bad coach, you were so wrong. It's hard to admit you were, that, what the truth is. Like this is like this is like for y'all that like to do this. I'm just gonna let you know right now, this is not an argument because I, I hear a lot of people saying now. <laughs> I like to start something like that. No, Listen. this is not because you're missing the greatest point, Joe. Because people say, well, you know, it's what a difference a good quarterback makes. Okay, 
you're right. And there's not a team in the NFL to this day is not looking for one. But you have to identify mm-hmm. one. So you're you're making my argument for me in a sense because Coach Reed identified one and he chose him. So much so that he identified him for y'all that like to use this argument. He traded up to get him. Took a lot of heat from the from the fan base for trading up to get him. But now you have what you have. So when you make the argument that, well, you know, you got to have a great quarterback or Patrick Mahomes made Coach Reed, Coach Reed drafted Patrick Mahomes because he saw the greatness in him. Like, like think about that for a minute before you start spitting that knowledge that you think you're spitting about the quarterback. Think about that for a minute. Just like somebody saw the greatness in you and you reached the potential in whatever job you do respectfully, it's the same thing. That's what teachers do. They see greatness in students, and they identify it, and they try to cultivate that. If it's not cultivated, how many teachers out there, shout out to all the teachers out there working hard, how many teachers out there know a student that has all the potential in the world, but it's not cultivated? It's the same thing. I'm trying to help you all out that make that stupid argument about, well, you know, Coach Reed, he's not a good coach. He's a hell of a coach because he cultivated Patrick Mahomes. Just like we talk about, who is the quarterback we talk about in um, Carolina right now? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. We don't know what he is, but right now he's not being cultivated. So he's probably going to be known as a bus quarterback. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith, perfect example. Geno Smith was considered a bus quarterback till he went to Seattle. Because you know why? He got with a good coach, and he was cultivated. Think about that for a minute, people. You like – you can have the talent as a quarterback, but if you don't have the person that's going to help you channel that talent, it don't matter. I'll give you one more. Uh, Goff's first year was pretty awful in 2016, really awful. And they they hired McVay, and McVay cultivated cultivated him to be a good quarterback. That's a hard word sometimes. Cultivate? Yeah, yeah it's not easy. I had to slow Developed. Yeah, we could use that. Yeah, we, yeah we, see, I, I catch myself. I got to stop using words that I'm not comfortable a legit, on a, threat a, a, a legit threat. <laughs> hey, Coached up, co- developed. Co- co- words that I'm not comfortable using on a daily basis. I need Eminomini. I think we need to get a uh, like a, a legitimate thesaurus no, in our was, pre-show no, meeting. It was a word so when last Hugh night. says something, actually, we could use this one here and that one there. It was a word last night that I was talking to. I couldn't. I can't remember what it was, but I couldn't say it, and they kept laughing at me. I got to remember what it was. It, it's not yeah. thinking of the word. It's executing saying the word. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can come with the source, but he's just going to read it, and it's going to end up sounding like. But just like I'm comfortable admitting that Coach Reed's a good coach, I am comfortable knowing that I will butcher a word just like the leather face on Texas Chainsaw Master. I'm okay with that, Joe. I'm okay with when I'm comfortable in my skin admitting that some words I need to stay away from. Sometimes you have to be willing to just say the truth out loud, okay? I'm okay with it. And the truth is, at one point here, the Eagles had a coach that became, becoming, the greatest coach of all time, and they fired him. I mean, like, that, they those did are... Fire. They, they did. <laughs> they did. I understand circumstances or circumstances, but that's those are facts. Mad Mike is up next. What's up, Mike? Oh, here we go. I'm so tired of this stupid narrative because <sighs> you're, you're cherry-picking around topics, and you're forgetting Juan Castillo. Uh, that's a fireable <laughs> Wait a minute. Mad Mike. Mad Mike. Can, can, can I just, just give you an insight on, on, on a little conversation that I had? I was just talking sure, to a ahead. friend of mine about Coach Reed, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how great Coach he is and they shouldn't have fired him in Philly. I said, hold up, dog. 
he did hire Juan Castillo as his defensive yeah, coordinator. That, <laughs> so, I mean, I feel you on that. Even a great artist put out a bad album once in a while. It happens, Mike. No, because no, you're, you're cherry-picking. Like, yeah, Nobody's cherry-picking. We just, we just chose to stay away from Wait a second. That. Hold on a second. And Mike, I'll let you finish. Didn't we just keep a coach that put Patricia in the middle of the season? Like you, can, you can make a bad coaching decision and keep your job. It happens. All right, so I'm back. Yeah. So let me let he me just let completely ignore that part. <laughs> let me hear say a few things for you. Um, Carolina Panthers championship game. Who was the coach that decided to keep throwing the ball when running the ball would have won it for you? That was Andy Reid. This is who an was the coach that decided to draft Matt McCoy, who had no business being drafted at all in the right second there. round. That was Andy Reid. Who was the let coach him, go, that told us for years we didn't need wide receivers? except he wanted to throw the ball all the time, Andy Reid. So he may be a good coach now, but I'm tired of this revisionist nonsense His like that he was amazing while he was here. He was a stubborn jerk that refused to like do what he needed to do because he, it wasn't what he thought of. What do you got here? Uh, I'm just saying, he, that, that's exhibit A. <laughs> do you notice how he never brought up anything that was recent? He brought up everything from the past. I'm saying he's a good coach because now. Because, like, like, no, no, but, but – But he's like, a great coach listen, now, Mike. Mike he's we, a great we coach. Let you, we let you talk, but I'm just using it as an example because you, you proved my point. Everybody that has anything to say about Andy Reid, Coach Reid, they always bring up the stuff that he's done in the past. Hell, if you bring up some of the stuff that I've done in the past, you'd be like, oh, dog, that's – it's not the – it doesn't, it doesn't carry any guys, weight, John, Mike. It doesn't carry any weight, dog. Nobody's glossing – <laughs> Mike. I let you speak, dog. Now it's my turn. Nobody right, glossed over that. Nobody glossed over that fact. As, as a matter of fact, Mike, I lived through it. I played in three of those NFC Championship games, and two of them I didn't make it over the hump. So, so what you're saying to me is something that I actually lived. And and you know what? I got over it. Why can't you? Because I wasn't paid. Because you know why? No, see, there you go, Mike. Because you're bitter, Mike. You're bitter. Let oh, it go, yeah, dog. Bitter. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. I'm not gonna, no, but I'm not going to let. I'm not going to sit here and listen See, to people now tell we, me. Now we're getting through. We're making a breakthrough, Joe. Look at this. We're making a breakthrough. No, you're not going to let it go because of what, Mike? Because of what? what? Your feelings were hurt. He hurt you. No. He hurt <laughs> you, Mike. Just be honest <laughs> with yourself. He hurt you. He hurt you, no. and you're mad now because he went to somebody else, and he's treating them way better than he treated you. Be honest with yourself, Mike. <laughs> Be That's honest with it. yourself. No, it's not it. What it, is it then, Mike? Talking, I'm tired of this conversation because I've heard it for like ten years in a row now. I don't ten get years it. in a row. It's where? Stupid. What are you talking about? What's the what's, what? What makes this conversation? What makes the conversation stupid, every Mike? Freaking year. You mean because every year he goes? Because he's in the title game you mean every, every year. Every year he goes to the title game. And meanwhile, Manny Mo and Jack over at Novacare can't figure out a coach. We can't keep on for more than five years, Mike. You know this. We let him go. I'm, I'm well aware, but he had to go. It was time for him to go. It was like Chris Carter. Chris Carter wouldn't have been become the player he was if he wasn't gotten rid. So, all right, Mike, and I, I that that's the point that brought. That's what we I, made. I love that. We phone made call. a breakthrough. I love that phone call. Hey, man, Mike, we made a breakthrough, I'm baby. I'm telling you, there there is. <laughs> it's called a coping mechanism. Yes, we don't want to acknowledge that maybe. Maybe he would have done this same thing here if he stayed. We don't because it hurts. No, it the, hurts if that's the reality. So we I, say he had to move on. We had to move on. Mm, let's be not honest. Not really. We let's, just did that. Let's be honest, Joe. Let, let's be. I'm the full clarity here. What usually happens when you break up with somebody? 
I mean, you haven't been in this game for a while. Long so you, time, yeah. Long time. But I, I've been in this game. Like, I'm being totally honest with you. When, when somebody breaks with me, you know what I want to happen? Mm-mm. I don't want them to do well. I don't want I want them to be miserable. It's because you're petty. Because I'm petty. And I'm okay with that, Joe. I, we've admitted. I'm okay with that. I'm petty. And I want you to do bad. That, I'm the same guy that when I break up with somebody, I'm throwing your toothbrush out the window. I'm not throwing it in the garbage can because you're not good enough to be in my garbage can. So now I want you to do bad. But you know when it backfires when you see that person, again, that you once dated, found Planet Fitness, went and got her hair done or whatever, and you see her thriving as an individual. And you look at her and you be like, damn, she look good. But then you're like, damn, she look happy. But then you see my face so special, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm, you know what I mean? She eating healthy. She eating them, them kale salad sandwiches and with, with the salads or whatever. And you see her doing well. And so in your mind, you're, you're mad because the plan that you had for her backfired. That's what this is. So, again, I'm going to take – it's a great – that's why you keep talking about the past. It's a great analogy. I'm going to take it one further. Hugh, I've been watching a show. You ever heard of The Crown, the, the Queen England? You ever watched that show? I think I started to watch okay. it. Okay, so I think it's pretty good. Is so, that the girl that was in uh, – she was in The Walking Dead as the main character? I can't remember her name. Um, maybe, she was the bald head lady. I, I, I got to look it you up check I that think out. that's who I am. So I just finished watching The Crown. All right, It's about The, uh, the Crown, the, the king and queen of England over the years, right? Over the years. So you, you, know, you just gave the example of how you moved on from the person they did better? Yes. But this, this is almost the equivalent of breaking up with a girl in England, and then she marries the future king of England. She's on your TV all the time. You can't avoid her. Yeah. That's Andy Reid. And you hate her for it. You know what? This is another uh, analogy that we... Remember when uh, Kim Kardashian and Ray J, and he came out with that song? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> he, wanted <to> rem- <laughs> he wanted to remind everybody, I was here first. You know, even though she got famous, the Kardashians went on to do whatever they do. Ray J was making a song talking about he hit it first. That's what it, This is the same thing. There are not many shows that can compare Andy Reid to both Kim Kardashian and the Queen of England. I mean, that, hey, only that literally one. just happened. The only, the only one you get is this one, baby. It might be the this only time Kim Kardashian and Queen Elizabeth are put in the same sentence. <laughs> we just did it with Andy Reid as the foil in the middle. I mean, that that really was something else. And leggings? Uh, please don't. <laughs> please just, just, I can't. That's... There's a lot we could do. Oh, on this no, show. Somebody just asked me, did you refer to the Eagles organization as the Pet Boys? Many more Jack. Yeah, I did. <laughs> We're on three co- three coaches post Andy, and this one doesn't even have any power hey, anymore. Hey, hey, good looking out, because that one went on my head. <laughs> that, that one. Yeah, that one was caught. All right, I, two, I missed that I know, one. you did. 215-592-9494. Final hour coming up. We have to get to an in-house investigation here later in the hour. I mean, there is some... You know, every show gets to doctor things the way they want to. Uh-huh. But once in a while, we, <laughs> oh, we, we got to go. put our foot down. Here we go. We this gotta is a put joke, foot down. quite it frankly. Is, it is. When things are uttered on this show and then they're made to be sounding like they're on another show, we need to make sure everyone knows about this. Plus, an Eagles coaching update and Chris Long's assessment of the fans you hire coming your way. 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show. On Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, caring for your loved one. Call Ameribest today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com slash radio.